0: are listening to the soul yoga podcast a podcast for the modern mystic mama i am your host amanda aaron soul guide at soul yoga retreat i invite you to take a breath for your body mind and soul retreat from the mind movies break away from stress and anxiety root down and ground yourself into pachamama mama earth join me for a journey to live from our highest selves through ritual and ceremony we create sacred space together we hold space we create a safe container to evolve this podcast is a space where i authentically share my journey the good the bad and everything in between it is a space where i guide the modern mystic mama to reconnect with mama earth Honoring the turn of the wheel, we use plants, astrology, and kundalini yoga to break old belief systems to move towards soul level transformation. By uniting body, mind, and spirit, we become present, enjoying each moment fully and embodying our highest selves. Welcome to this space.
1: I share what I grow through in hopes to bring some authenticity to conversation, Um, just to bring a normalcy around um, everything. A woman's bleed, motherhood, birth, birth experiences, birth expectations, uh, postpartum, experiences, uh, marriage, family dynamics, you know, I just did an episode on that, um, sex, orgasm, you know, all of these things that, um, just growing up, I felt were (sighs) not that I was ever told that they were taboo subjects, but it was just like, felt awkward to bring it up as a child because You know, there was just no natural place that the adults had um, created space, you know, held a safe container for those sort of discussions to be held. Uh, Even talking about money and finance and how much, um, you know, are you getting for an income and how much are you charging for your services, for your own business, and um, all of these things are like... um, just not commonly talked about, and they're, at least I've frequently felt shame and um, belittlement about, you know, not having it all together, or not having the answers, or um, having something be totally brand new to me that I never knew before. You know, maybe that's something that's um, common practice for somebody else, like, using red raspberry leaf tea to tone the muscles of the uterus so that you're working in flow and harmony with your body um, during your bleed versus taking Advil or Tylenol in order to um, kind of numb those, those physical symptoms of, of cramping uh, in order to just, you know, turn it off. And um, after I, I learned about red raspberry leaf tea, this is just, as an example, I completely, um, really was turned off towards all of the tampex, um, but sp- what do they call it? Sportex, the, you know, the sporty tampon, that means you can, um, do all the movement and all the sports, uh, during your bleed that you would have, uh, if you weren't bleeding. And I just felt like, ah, oh, You are so missing the mark. This is just so far away from, um, what this good, whole, uh, womanly, God-given, you know, universe-granted cyclical, uh, routine of the female body, just so far from the point, just missing the mark, um... But, and on a total tangent missing the mark is the Latin translation of sin and um, you know it just goes further to show how the onset of Christianity this um, authoritarian rulership of bringing this in as the only religion uh, ruling down from Constantine Um, and and how the catholic church was set up it it, 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 all in the beginning and you know so many of these things were still feeling the effect of today but um it was really like uh in authority and um you know saying that people they they couldn't have their own answers because they couldn't have their own relationship to god and so um they had to have a relationship with with a pope with a priest with a bishop. Um, in order to have them as a medium, essentially, uh, kind of that, that, um, that channel between them and God, because they had the direct relationship with God and we did not. Um, and so going back to honoring our cyclical flow and pausing and slowing down during our bleed um, is the most natural, the most honoring um, the most honest, like really, truly the most righteous, the most God-honoring, universe-honoring um, act that we can do is to slow down during our bleed um, and you know that that also looks different compared to uh, where the moon is, whether it's a full moon or a new moon and how close you are to um, either of those with your bleed and with um, with your follicle phase being uh, fertile, but all these things just were. Um, oh, sorry. I just want to reference. Um, I did do an episode specifically talking about the um, red moon woman and the white moon, white moon woman a uh, few podcast episodes back. So if those are new terms to you, um, you know, I think that will serve as a great resource to to kind of explain that a little bit better. Uh, just the energy you know like feeling outgoing versus introverted during your bleed and how the moon really plays uh, a huge part in that so I was just thinking earlier this week like okay so Imbolc just passed which um, is a pagan festival translated it means in the belly Um, so this was you know, a time when the first farm animals were either pregnant or um, just having their first babies. And so it was a celebration of milk and um, cheese and butter because it would have been the first time since, I don't know, when those animals stopped having babies naturally. but you know, maybe since the end of summer, since fall, so you go all winter without having these fresh dairy products, and then all of a sudden, you know, the first baby animals are born on the farm, and, um, that's your celebration of, um, just the, the, the mother's milk, this blessing, um, that milk is to the body, and, um, it's also called St. Bridget's Day, and Bridget was, frequently celebrated for motherhood but also um things like crafting and scrapbooking um even you know for writers writing a book authors um they would frequently you know be really drawn to this particular celebration because it was one of that um that birthing um that creative process kind of you know germinating and and coming to life um, it's called a cross-quarter day, so uh, in the ancient Celtic uh, calendar, it would have been um, marked as the beginning of spring. So instead now, we celebrate um, March 21st as, as spring, but really that's kind of the height of spring, and the beginning of spring is now, like January 30th, February 1st, February 2nd, um, kind of in that time frame. And cross-quarter days were uh, a fire festival. And so, um, you know, these days in between the equinoxes and the solstices uh, were celebrated with a huge bonfire, and um, they really were the main festival. You know, if you look at ancient um, Celtic festivals, it would have been just just the, just the four cross-quarter days, so it wouldn't um, include any of the solstices or the equinoxes. Um that are almost more celebrated now in this kind of neo paganism or the coming back of these ancient Celtic traditions, uh, but at first they were the only the only ones that were um the most significant and 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 it all it all ran uh in tandem with um with the farm, with the cycles of the earth, with planting, with, um, you know, marriage and um, having babies and the, the natural cycle of, you know, even, even um, the Witch's New Year, uh, Samhain S- S- or Halloween, is those were all the, the big festivals around this huge bonfire um, I mean, if anyone has any knowledge about Stonehenge, obviously there's quite a few traditions around um, the solstices and the equinoxes that were particularly focused um, and celebrated at, at Stonehenge. But before that, it was just the main four cross-quarter days. And why am I coming back to all of this again and again? Why do I find it so important? I just I. I I feel it deep within my body that, you know, the way that we can follow our calling in motherhood, the way that we can, um, you know, come out of the more and more and more consumerism of of the worst part of capitalism is coming back to this um, oneness with each other, with mother earth with the plants and the soil and the 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 weather um and each other really you know focusing on the things that unite us instead of the things that divide us really it comes down to just love you know just just fueling that one that harmony that um that loving nature that nurturing between each other, because I think the thing that um, brings out the worst in us is when we focus on our differences and when we, um, you know, kind of put our backs up towards in saying that we don't understand or that makes us feel uncomfortable, or, um, you know, without first going digging deeper and saying like, why does why do I feel um, belittlement when I'm unfamiliar with something or when something is different than. Uh, my current world view or the, the perspective, the lens of which I view the world. Uh, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't mean that I'm going to go out tomorrow and be a huge supporter of Trump. Like, that's, you know, pretty opposite of... Um, just how he was portrayed, how he allowed himself to be portrayed, how he wanted himself to be portrayed. And... Um, you know even in my prenatal appointments with my midwives if there was ever something that was presented to me in um based in fear like oh all these diseases are possible in the history of mankind and so um you know because we don't want your child to have these diseases we want to do these invasive tests and blah 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 and I just you know I, I, I had to sit with that I just had to swallow that discomfort and the fear and put it aside and say um, I'm not going to make a decision out of fear let me look at um, you know some studies let me talk to um, some other nurses get some other feedback you know how critical really is this test if I don't do it um, what is the likelihood just you know scientifically that that anything could go wrong and looking at how um, low that uh, disease margin was in many cases I felt like it's not you know that fear selling that fear-mongering not to say that's what midwives do you know I had really wonderful midwives but um, that That just is the nature of our um, medical system um, in the West because they're focused on protecting the liability of the hospital and um, the healthcare organization as a whole. You know, it's they they have to they are obligated to put the concerns of the healthcare industry first. And put the concerns of the pregnant mom a second. Um, and so, my goal during my my prenatal appointments, and my goal in 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 talking with any pregnant mom, whether um, you know whether we sign an agreement to work together as uh, you know as their doula or postpartum doula or not. It doesn't matter, like, any conversation I have with a pregnant mama, that's going to be my approach is just, you know, okay, how can we look at this through the lens of love? How can we look at this and take away the fear and and make the best choice for our babies? Um, that is just my number one motivating factor. And how can we really, you know, clearly um put ourselves in a place where we're not constantly motivated by fear well, it is putting love first, it is coming back to our natural cycles and it is um, focusing on that oneness with uh, Mother Earth and her cycles and the cycles of the moon and the plants and um, you know, just anything any any one aspect there's just so much out there that is calling us to come back to, well, to be honest with you, I believe it's to come back to a primitive way, like all of this progression that we believe, that we see, that we've done uh, through our Western culture has just really um, degraded our, our sense of humanity. It's, it's dehumanizing. It's lonely, it's put us in a place of moral loneliness um, we we miss we yearn for those 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 truths those absolutes that we can hold on to you know we don't see it um, in our institutional you know prison system or judiciary system. We don't see absolute truths present in um, politics, we don't see absolute truth uh, present in the practice of health care or um, or, or holistic um, wellness. And, you know, all of these things, um, even a yoga teacher with their best intentions can still have their own uh, finances put first you know, ahead of the student. Um, and so really the only way that we can kind of look to amend that moral loneliness is first creating that meaningful... Uh, relationship with ourselves, which, uh, you know, is less distraction, less uh, less Instagram, less phones, honestly, less podcasts, um, and, and more, really, I think, honestly, more quiet time to ourselves, time that is not distracted, we're not researching, we're not doing laundry, um, you know, we're just, we're just refilling ourselves, and and what does that meaningful connection look like for you? I don't I don't know, but um, you know, one thing that my husband said is is refilling my cup looks like writing and it looks like kundalini yoga. Those two things absolutely fill me up. Um and that is my meaningful connection to myself. That is the way that I build community first and foremost is creating that meaningful relationship with myself that one-on-one community just with me and then I can take that further once my cup is full I can take that further and create that meaningful um, community with my family with my husband with my son Um, you know really being a present mom and not Trying to reply to a text every five minutes because I'm just, you know, really frustrated with my son and, 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 and looking for that distraction. Um, for a couple of days now, I've just turned my phone completely off um, even before I get ready for bed because I hate, you know, I'm getting ready for, for bed, I'm, I'm in the bathroom, brushing my teeth, whatever. And I just happen to open Instagram and like half an hour 45 minutes get sucked away and You know, that's the worst time looking at the screen right before you go to bed, but you're tired, you know, you're um, At least I am my my uh, my will My willpower is completely weak because I'm tired and so I'm, I just get sucked into the hole and this time just flies away, and it's it's useless, and it's just feeding that desire for consumption more and more and more and more distraction, you know, Um, further distancing myself from being with myself. Um, At the beginning of the year, I purchased a $25 basic radio alarm clock, not even with a USB charger in it for the bedroom. I don't take my phone with me into the bedroom at all at night anymore. I use that alarm clock for, uh, I use that that, um, clock, you know, as a clock, um, and also for alarm clock when I have to get up and go to the office or just um, every day to have an alarm clock so that I wake up before Forrest does. And all these little things, you know, are bringing us back to Connection with ourselves and also connection with our family and also connection with our extended community and and our neighbors and our friends and our extended family. And this is the thing that I'm so passionate about. And it just, um, you know, when I think about how important these things are to me, it just really encourages my heart that I have what it takes to be able to, um, to to share it in a meaningful and impactful way with other women um you know particularly thinking about holding a retreat i just i just something about that um overnight time together i think as women is so bonding and um just really I mean, helps a lot of women right away just take those barriers down and be able to open up and just like have such a transformative healing experience in that in that safe, safely held container of chosen community, um, and and yet this week so many things have come up already. You know, particularly around my my garden. I just I want. To, you know I want to support the pollinators in our backyard and we've got a year-round hummingbird family back in the trees and um, I want to support my family by growing um, food that we can eat and also just create that that beauty of growing blossoming plants um, to look at out my bedroom window and um, you know, I can, I'm really good at the planning, but somehow the execution in the last few years, I've just totally diminished my self-confidence. I feel like, you know, my husband is better at everything than I am. And I just criticize myself before I even start. And, and, and failure for me is so paralyzing, just thinking of, possibly going wrong or maybe all the plants die or maybe everything is attacked by slugs you know night after night and just nothing grows and just you know the heartache of, of putting in so much work and having nothing happen is is so diminishing to me and it crushes my spirit but I return to my number one goal of this year, my number one intention is to make mistakes. And so I really, you know, now more than ever this meaningful connection to myself, this self-compassion, this this self love is 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 most important right now. To sit in that place, to sit in that vision of, of the most beautiful outcome, of the best blossoms and the most productive vegetables, and um, to look at that garden and feel this immense sense of pride. The same thing for a retreat, you know, I've just been envisioning it and envisioning it and seeing it in my mind and, you know, all the things, all the personal struggles that I come across and and, and just... Um, Even about throwing a birthday party for Forrest, like, I just had this brain block of, like, not thinking that it was possible to ask my husband for help to put on a birthday party and we have, like, an awkward conversation at dinner. And then afterwards, when we were putting Forrest to bed, I just said, God, that was so embarrassing. Like, (laughs) I just... I just can't even believe that I had such a block to ask him for help. You know, my husband is right here in front of my face every day and it just didn't occur to me that I could ask him for help if I, you know, don't wanna make a birthday cake or don't want to figure out if I'm gonna feed people at a birthday party or what food to put out or what drinks to put out or Um, you know, if it's outside creating a rain shelter, like how am I going to do that by myself? I don't know. Honestly, I'm not a process person and I feel responsible to always be with forest. And so, um, I just, you know, revert to like the simplest, uh, quickest way to do something that won't, you know, take any energy or effort or thought or research or pre-planning or, you know, whatever. But really, I should look at that and think, okay, how can I apply absolutely all of my skills towards this and and do it to the best of my ability? And if that means asking my husband for help to put up a tent cover, oh my God, it just... I just, you know, I just come to my spirit with supplication and ask, like, please remember to ask for help because, you know, I don't have to do this alone, this this life thing, this whatever, this birthday thing or making face cream or whatever, you know, I don't have to do it alone. and, and I, I can ask for help. Even if I didn't have a husband, you know, I can ask my friends and, and, and not in a way of like asking their advice, but like asking for their practical help. Like, hey, uh, I'm really struggling. Can you just come over for an hour and like help me build a climbing apparatus for my sweet peas? <laughs> like oh sometimes it's just so embarrassing to look back and think I can't believe that I didn't think to ask for help but um, you know what these blocks are meant for us to overcome and, and they will bring us to that transformed self I hope you see that in motherhood I hope you see that in gardening or whatever passion projects you have or Maybe you're writing a book um maybe you're you know sewing a quilt that i would love to sew a quilt and i'm looking to take a quilting class um just because i've got the most amazing sewing machine and i really don't know how to use it yet and and so i need to ask for help and and spend some scheduled uh routine time to learn and to do And I think that's the same in motherhood too, you know, just spending the time to do it and to work through it and to support each other and support ourselves. And honestly, I just hope that I can, I can do exactly that. I, I hope that I can support myself and that I can support other women because, um, really I think that's the only way that we can kind of move forward, you know, embody the highest potential of ourselves, the fullest potential, um, just to expand into, really, an angelic being. So I hope that was inspiring. I hope you took something away from that. Um, I actually I initially thought I would just be recording this for a Instagram post, but clearly I had much more to say on the topic. So there you go. Love you all. Bye.